Hey, welcome to Blonde Moments Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Vogue. And my name is Melinda Collins. Are you saying that because... I <laughs> sure am. The documentary we just watched, which I watched. and then Wait a minute. Did you watch the movie or the documentary? Because well, I watched the movie. It was a movie slash docu. <laughs> it was a movie filmed in documentary style. Yes. Oh, yeah. Called In the Eyes of Tammy Faye. Oh, right? Tammy Faye. That good old <laughs> Tammy Faye. Right? That's what it was called. It sure was. And it's on HBO. And uh, Jessica H- Chastain mm-hmm. plays Tammy Faye. She also produced it. That's how you got me to watch this heap of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Which we will discuss. But I'm going to pause for now. And we will get to that because... I was so inspired by the eyes of Tammy Faye that I had Melinda watch it, and we are discussing that today instead mm-hmm. of true crime, but we will get to that. Oh my God, I just can't wait. I didn't know they were from Minnesota. I didn't know that either until they started talking. I didn't know that she also like purposefully talked in like a Betty Boop style voice. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> Anyways, it is February, the, in my opinion, most boring month of the year. Yep. Stretched out too long. You got to go on a vacation. If you don't go on a vacation, it is tough. It is really tough. And I have something to admit to everyone. <laughs> I'm doing something I swore I would Lord, never I tried. do again. I tried. <laughs> and I can't remember what we said you would hold me accountable for and make me do if I ever agreed to do this again. But here I am. I'm participating in dry <laughs> February. Yep. I, I will go back and listen and figure out what the hell. I'm going to make you do something. Yeah. Which maybe is what makes this long ass month that much longer. But listen. Yeah, you can't even have like a buzz to get through it. No, I know. But can you have edibles or something else that you enjoy? Well, I'm also doing a cleanse, so that means nothing. Nada, zip, zero, zilch. Drug cupboard will remain filled (laughs) with mushrooms. Your drug cupboard? Oh my God. We have a drug cupboard. Here is Gina's uh, address, (laughs) DEA. Raid her drug cupboard? Well, because we have kids, right? And one of my kids is a teenager. And I know I the, th- the things I was doing as a teenager. Uh, Do you think she knows about this cupboard? Well, it doesn't matter because it's locked. There's a lock on it. Mm-hmm. So, And where's the key? Do you hang it around a necklace between nope, your bosom? I cannot divulge that information. I was trying to help you out, honey. I was trying to help you out. I walk around <laughs> with it in my butt all day. <laughs> my Lord. Uh. Well, you know, you got to keep your stuff handy. I have some mushrooms, some ecstasy, some edibles. It's funny. I wouldn't even know where to buy any of those things. I'd have to call you up and ask I you. I was going to say, <laughs> you're looking at her. I'd be like, Gina, can I come raid your cupboard? None of those things I've even tried. Oh, I love mushrooms. I will <laughs> microdose mushrooms. All day, every day. It Mm. sounds like that's becoming the thing to do. I hear about mushrooms Mm -hmm. now more than I ever have before. It is a thing to do. If you do it like microdosing or in small amounts. Now, as with anything else, if you take a shitload of (laughs) mushrooms, you're probably not going to have a good time. But if you take a shitload of crack, you're probably not going to have a good time either. (laughs) You want that correct dosage of crack. Right. Gina knows from experience. Uh (laughs) 
but I've always been scared of even trying mushrooms because the few people that I know besides yourself who have tried it have had those awful experiences and like ate too much sure I mean most of my stories are from people when they were in their 20s so you you know you do whatever the hell you want at that point think about how far we've come from like 10 15 years ago even where they do have micro dosing now Mm -hmm. and people are more aware of safer ways to do it in smaller amounts and yada 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 it's not like when we were 20 and we just got a baggie of it and we're like how much do we eat you eat the whole bag yeah Right. <laughs> I mean, I've done that once. I ate of course you entirely have. too many mushrooms. And I'm going to go ahead and say it wasn't the worst time, but it wasn't the best time either. It was kind mm-hmm. of a mixture of both. It had its like ups and downs throughout the trip where at times it was very apparent that I had ate way too many. Mm-hmm. But then I would forget about it and go on with my trip. Enjoyed the ride. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, I'm fine. This is great. Everything's wonderful. Everything's puppies and rainbows. And then like that wave would hit again. I'd be like, oh, fuck. I'm being dragged straight to hell because I ate too much. <laughs> <laughs> There's like finger claws, like your fingernail claws on the, gr- the ground. One of my being friends we could not find. And it was one of those things where we were all so fucked up. We kind of kept forgetting and then all of a sudden we'd remember, we'd be like, <laughs> oh yeah, there's six of us supposed to be here. We were like, holy shit, where's our friend? I don't want to say her name because I don't want to embarrass her. We'll call her. her Tammy. We'll call her Tammy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, oh yeah, fuck, where is Tammy? And then we'd go look for Tammy, but then the drugs would hit harder and we'd forget about Tammy. And mm-hmm. then like an hour go by, we'd be like, oh fuck, where's Tammy? Where How was Tammy? How many hours has it been? Did you ever find her? Seen Tammy. We did. We finally found her in the bathtub. She had the curtains like closed around her. Okay. Like paralyzed in there. Like she had not moved for hours. You're making shrooms sound really fun. Well, again, this was the one time we all ate too many. And then the next day when I was finally feeling better, I was like, technically, po- like they're poisonous, right? Mushrooms are a poison. I was like, for sure, I poisoned myself. <laughs> Way too much on this particular episode. But I have learned since then, and I have never eaten that many again. I've eaten small amounts, microdose, and it has been blissful. I would love to be a fly on the wall and just watch you. You should because it's a good old time. (laughs) Like licking the ceiling. (laughs) No. (laughs) Crawling. You will never laugh harder in your life. Than mm. on a, a good micro dose of mushrooms. It I could use hilarious. some good laughs. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a really wonderful feel good story. Oh boy, I do love a feel good story almost as much as I like a dick story. Well, we'll save the we'll save your dick story for later. I have one. A sixth grader in Oklahoma was honored for heroism for jumping into action to save a classmate who was choking, and later that same day, he rescued a woman from a house fire. Oh my gosh. He was 11 how, years I was going to say how old? He's 11 years old. His name's Davon Johnson, and they named him an honorary police officer, honorary sheriff's deputy, and a hero all in one day. I mean, man, that is pretty crazy. To he had a busy day. <laughs> he was riding the high already from saving someone from choking, and then was like, now I have to save this woman. Yeah, I mean, he's like a hero in sheep's clothing. That's so cute. I love that. I do love a good feel-good story. 
So what happened at the school was a student was removing a cap from her water bottle to fill it up, and then the cap got stuck in her throat. Oh, so man. he So Devon saw that she was choking, and he went and performed the Heimlich maneuver on her, which at 11 years old, that's like super impressive, right? Yeah. And then later on that day, he saw a woman's house was on fire, and he helped her off of her porch to get to her vehicle. Aww. What a sweet little kid. That's so cute. Someone raised him right. I mean, he had to have like training somewhere too, right? See, that's an invaluable thing to teach. I think kids should both know CPR and the Heimlich. Mm -hmm. If you can save a life, it's worth it. The feeling of choking is very scary too. You know, you can give yourself the Heimlich. Mm -hmm. You've taught us this after you saved your patron. And choking. Yeah, you can like, it looks like you're like humping a chair, but. Notice how Gina like slightly slips in that she's a hero too. Like she can't let this 11 year old have his day in the sunshine. She's like, do you remember? (laughs) Do you remember the man choking on the Brussels sprout that I saved? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I brought it up. You didn't. Yeah, I was talking about humping the chair to save your life. Mm -hmm. Somehow my brain went to that. I don't know why. I wonder how. If you look at the YouTube video, though, it's very interesting. Okay. Just because it's just a person humping the chair? Well, they're not humping the chair, but you have to like really thrust yourself against the chair to get the food out. Okay. So, And is it a YouTube video? I believe so. Oh, most of these look like it's the beginning of a porno. Got to get a little vigorous with that chair, you know? I'm just saying. But heck, if you're trying to save your own life, right? (laughs) Who cares what you look like? Oh, this one is Dr. Oz showing this girl. Of course, he's going to be like, let me put my hands on your waist here and show you how to do this Did correctly. you see that he's run- Dr. Oz is running for like Senate or something? If do, do you know like everything about Dr. Oz? No. He has had so many lawsuits because so much of the information that he puts out on his show is invalid. Oh, I'm sure. Is he even really a doctor? Does anyone know? Well, <laughs> what are his credentials? Let's look Dr. Oz credentials here. But isn't isn't it Senate that he's running for? Is that right? I hadn't heard that. Dr. Oz for US Senate because he's asking in for donations for his campaign. Hmm. I don't know, but he was like on his show, which obviously y'all know I'm trained as a dental hygienist, but on the show, he was teaching people to use like hydrogen peroxide and lemon juice to whiten your teeth. Oh, no. Do you know how much damage you'll do to your teeth? That's acid. Like what are, like you're a doctor? Hello. Like you're telling people, and there's people I'm sure who followed. Yeah, who went and started brushing their teeth. Oh. Oh my God. I I don't know if that's exactly what it was, but I know he had lemon in there and Everybody will tell you, don't suck on lemons. If it's in your water, you know, try to limit how long you're drinking it over a period of time because it, it'll ruin your teeth. It, it like erodes your teeth, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Same oh. as meth. It's like it, they're acids, right? <laughs> I'm the meth specialist now. <laughs> I know. You have a lot of information about it today. Well, I came across a very interesting article and I wanted to see how you felt about it. I think it's pretty cool. And I actually saw this on a TV commercial, which is what made me look it up. McDonald's has installed exercise bikes in some of its restaurants in China (laughs) so that customers can work out and charge their phones while eating McDonald's. Okay. 
So they're made out of recycled plastic, the bikes are. So we're being eco-friendly with the bikes as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. It's not just an exercise bike. You can charge your phone, but you have to like be pedaling the bike in order for it to charge your phone. I think that's cool. I don't know how I feel about this one. If it's in the same like dining room area, I don't need to be looking at like sweaty people on an exercise machine. I mean, it looks like they're in the front, like, dining area. Hmm. Well, I mean, anything to help people get in some movement. I mean, if you're going to eat McDonald's, if you're going to enjoy that cheeseburger, you might as well burn off, like, half the calories in the time you're eating it and charge your phone. I don't see the problem with this. I'm not a fan. I'm just saying. (laughs) You can just say. I just think I wouldn't want to be in that restaurant while people are... (laughs) Getting all sweaty, sweaty and making noises, grunting when you're trying to eat. I mean, who really well, eats inside maybe. of a McDonald's anyways? Do you eat inside of McDonald's? Oh, hell no. drive through only. Yeah. Really, the only time I ever get McDonald's ever is their breakfast. If you are hungover, there is nothing more delightful than an Egg McMuffin with no Canadian bacon because I don't like ham. There is nothing more delightful <laughs> I think I heard everybody listening roll their eyes. I don't like Canadian bacon. I just don't. I'd rather just have the egg cheese and the muffin. And their orange juice is actually really good, It is too. really good. I feel like they put extra sugar in there. It's so good. I, I will have it only once in a while, but when I do, I have to be really hungover and it's glorious. And then, to top it all off, Uh-oh. the hotcakes. I don't know the last time you've had McDonald's hotcakes. I don't think I've ever had them. Oh, my God. They're so good. I think it's just because you're on a cleanse right now. That's why you're talking so highly of their hotcakes. No. No, I'm they're that good. you, they're that good. McDonald's breakfast has always been my favorite, but I like the sausage biscuit with cheese. Oh, no, no. No egg. Mm-mm. If I get the egg, I feed it to my dog. <laughs> I like see that's why I like the McMuffin because it's like those are little different eggs. Egg. Yeah, yeah, those eggs are better than the flat yellow rubbery ones. I will agree with mm-hmm. you there a hundred percent. But I am a big Big Mac fan. I love them. When I was filming the Challenge All Stars two, as soon as I got home, I wanted a Big Mac. I mean, I also barely ate when I was there because, as you all know, I had COVID December of twenty twenty, and I lost my taste and smell. It still isn't back, and so. Things are very distorted for me. Well, when Mm -hmm. we had catering, they used the same oil or butter or something that they used to cook everything in, and it tasted awful to me. So I lived off of smoothies and V8 juice. I lost 13 pounds in 40 days. Oh, wow. It was awful. So as soon as I got home, I wanted a Big Mac. See, my qualms with the Big Mac just – See that big word I use there? Oh, you so fancy. <laughs> I don't like the sauce. There's something wrong with you. There is no better dressing in the world than Thousand Island dressing. Ugh, on see, a salad like or on your Big Mac. No. I, I, that's my only qualms with it, my only problem. That's what makes it so damn good. You know what I get? First of all, if I'm getting a burger, I'm getting Culver's. Fucking well, sure. Down. Sure, but... Sometimes you just get in the mood for a Big Mac. Mm-mm. If I'm getting a burger, I'm getting Culver's, and the only thing I get on it is mayo mustard pickle. That is it. That's a lot. Yeah, but I don't want lettuce, tomato, it's like it's plain. ketchup, fucking 
horsey sauce. Horsey sauce? Now we're talking Arby's? Thousand Island. Can we get her a drink, somebody? I think she's losing it over here. (laughs) She's slowly fading. Well, I was just discussing with somebody else how the fuck Arby's is open still. When's the last time you know someone who's eaten at Arby's? Maddie's best friend, Dustin, eats Arby's any chance he can. He doesn't live near one. So anytime he comes down to our house... We'll, like, invite him for dinner or something. He's like, no, I'll hang out for a little bit because y'all know I'm going to go to Arby's. Like, he <laughs> loves it. And I make fun of him, too. I'm like, maybe once a year I'll go to Arby's. They always mess up my order. I'm telling you, mine is a classic roast beef and just give me some horsey sauce and some Arby's sauce. There's no cheese. There's no nothing else on it. And then I will get the, like, weird brownish seeded bun. The onion bun. The onion bun. <laughs> and then they'll put, like, this... I don't know, orange sauce on it. That's not Arby sauce. It has like a sweet, I'm like, you guys are doing way more here. Every single time it's messed up. They fuck it up. God. When is the last time you've actually eaten Arby's? It hasn't been that long. I'd say in the last two months. I'm going to go ahead and say it's been over five or six years. Do you live near one? Uh, There's one in Oak Creek. It's one of the few fast food restaurants that are out where I live. Ugh. Mm Mm-hmm. See, where I live, I'm five minutes away from McDonald's and a Culver's, which is very dangerous. The Culver's <laughs> especially is very, very dangerous. Yeah, ours are close. We have McDonald's and a Culver's within two blocks of each other. As soon as I get off the highway from Oak Creek or for Oak Creek, whatever, there's an Arby's right there and a Wendy's and a McDonald's. Oh, what's your address? <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, like, you, you I just want to come for the, for the drugs. You know my address. Duh. <laughs> you know me and all the drugs I do. I also do not like roast beef. I, there's no desire for me to go to Arby's. They're curly fries. Okay, you got me there. That's that's it. But every that's what I'm saying. Maybe once a year I'll have it because I roast beef isn't some this. See, I can't say roast beef without my mind going dirty. To I'm beef so sorry. Curtains, yeah. Yeah, to, to beefy. <laughs> <laughs> but so roast beef is okay on that rare occasion, but it's not like I'd ever be in a restaurant and I would order roast beef. Heck no. no. Mm-mm. I don't even like when I go to the grocery store to get lunch meat for sandwiches, I will never buy roast beef. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you there. Turkey all day, every day, or chicken, no roast beef, no ham. Mm-hmm. How do we start talking about this? I can't even remember. Well, oh, yeah, I've... the McDonald's bikes. <laughs> the McDonald's bikes. Well, I'm here for it. I like it. It's You know what? It's it's lunch with a show, too. Like, <laughs> imagine some of the people on those bikes. Come on. Mm-mm. I'd lose my appetite. It could be pretty entertaining. Hey, maybe though. that would work. I would no longer want to eat my Big Mac. I'd be like, mm, I'm good. I had two bites and I'm good now. So, see? So I saw this headline. I'm going to be one of those people who do not read the article. Didn't even look to see if there's an article. Just read the headline. And you tell me your thoughts on this. Oh. Doctor says coronavirus could be spreading through farts. Oh, my God. It kind of makes sense, though, doesn't it? I mean, I guess it's a bodily that's not a fluid. A bodily air? Gas? Gas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think about this. I'm just thinking like it's something that's in your body, the same as breath, right? That's the whole thing. We're not supposed to- you cough, no. yeah, or you sneeze. But you're getting particles out when you cough or sneeze, correct? 
you would I feel be, so stupid, right? You'll be getting <laughs> pudicles out when you fart. I guess. So do you have to like be ass to mouth to get COVID? Are you like <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that is the way. You have to have your mouth firmly around the butthole. And like they're farting in your mouth and they're like, by the way, I have Omicron and now you might have it. <laughs> My friend, oh, is a is a Greek man. He and his family own a Greek restaurant in like southwestern Wisconsin or like middle western Wisconsin, and it's called it's called Omicron. This is Greek restaurant. Oh no! He they actually made the news in CNN, so like nationwide news because of it because they were being affected by it, and then he That's made terrible. I know it's like how. I'm sorry. This is one of those things where I'm like, people really are stupid. That's like when Corona came out, right? And people weren't wanting to drink Corona because they didn't want to get coronavirus. Or they people weren't eating Chinese food be, that was a freezer department because they were saying, I mean, it's like... That it originated from Wuhan, come China on. or whatever. Yeah. So he made t-shirts that said, I got Corona at Omicron because you can buy beer there. And I was like, you're very punny. That's... Very clever. Mm-hmm. And he sold out on t-shirts. We'll see. There you go. You got to make a profit somewhere. His business is doing fine, but it was just like, come on, you guys. Like, seriously? Yes. This restaurant that you've been frequenting for how long now? You're going to get the Omicron <laughs> because it's named Omicron. Come on. I had the Omicron. I did. I was sick for about two days. And then I felt better. No loss of taste or smell with the Omicron, though. But it was a Just shitty way. Just rub it in my face. <laughs> it was a shitty way to spend the holidays. I think a lot of people actually had it over the holidays, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had food poisoning over Christmas this year. Yeah, which was terrible. I Camden had it. We would take a sip of water, and within five minutes, we were both puking. It was awful. It's truly the most awful thing ever. I've only had it once in my life, and I literally slept on the bathroom floor for like a full day and a half. Yeah, I didn't have that luxury to be able to do that. I actually had – we had company coming over, uh, so it was frustrating because I'm like, I just wanted to lay in bed. But at the same time, it's like I already had the food and everything like prepared and, you know. I'm sure you didn't eat shit. I didn't. I I put mashed potatoes on my plate, and I ate probably a teaspoon. Yeah. I mean, that whole day I couldn't eat anything. But it's unfortunate. And how I think I got it, which is really crazy, but I think I got it from ice cream. Which, after you said that, I looked it up. Turns out that ice cream is one of the most common ways to get food poisoning. Yeah. I The only thing I can think of, because I had eaten the same thing as Maddie did all day. And the only thing different was I had this pint of ice cream that me and Camden shared and we both got sick. And we didn't eat, honestly, we probably ate like, I don't know, like a quarter of an inch of ice cream. Like it really, we didn't even eat that much of it. But my thought process is someone had put it in their cart, walked around the store with it, and then put it on a shelf because they didn't want it. And then some worker put it back into the freezer. And that gave it enough time to develop that listeria bacteria. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I got sick. It's the only thing I can think of. And food poisoning is exhausting. Oh, yeah. I was so weak. I would yeah. just like dry a plate and I'd have to sit down after. Mm-hmm. It was awful. It yeah. takes like a full week to recover from after you don't feel sick anymore. Mm-hmm. It's truly terrible. You have that spot on. Yeah. 
Well, I'm glad you're feeling better. I'm glad I'm recovered from the Omicron. (laughs) I didn't have that. Well, and a good thing I stayed away from you that we didn't record that week because I'm like, yeah, that'd be great if you got this right after you had food poisoning. That'd be terrible. Oh, God. (laughs) I'd be like rail thin. Oh, did you also see, uh, I saw in the news and I heard too, Tristan Thompson had another baby. Mm. That is Khloe Kardashian's baby daddy. But they're not together, right? No, but he vehemently denied the claims of this girl saying it wasn't his and they didn't have sex. There was nothing, you know, like blah, blah, blah. Well, paternity test said nah. He's got that super semen. He publicly apologized and also publicly apologized to Khloe Kardashian because they were together when this baby was conceived. I'm sorry, Khloe. I know. He issued a a statement saying that he apologized. He'll take full responsibility for his actions. He apologized to everyone who's been hurt. And then specifically, he said, Chloe, you don't deserve this. You don't deserve the heartache and humiliation I have caused you. You don't deserve the way I've treated you over the years. My actions certainly have not lined up with the way I view you. I have the utmost respect and love for you, regardless of what you may think. Um, How do you have respect for her exactly? I think he, I mean, he should just stay single. I agree. Well, I don't understand what the point is. I think he's a sex addict for sure. Yeah, but then why be in a relationship? I mean, obviously he's not having any hard time finding other women to have sex with him. No, and then he had also fertile like, women who are ovulating. Apparently, that woman. I guarantee you. Well, I shouldn't say I guarantee you because who knows the real story. But <laughs> let's be honest. I don't think she was taking birth control while fucking an NBA athlete worth a lot of money. Good for her. Yeah, probably not. So, <laughs> Sir Tristan, why are you not wrapping up your dick? Because it doesn't feel good. It feels different. That's well, his voice. You know what feels different? Paying child support for a third kid <laughs> with a third baby mama. Yeah, he. I could walk past him on the street and have no clue who he is. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't. I don't keep up with them. Um, as right. you, if if you watch the challenge, you don't All Stars too. Y'all know me. Uh, yeah, I have no clue. Well, I just think this is so sad for poor Chloe because personally, she's my favorite Kardashian. I like Chloe, and I just feel so bad for her. Like, he lied to her so much, and she wanted to believe and trust in him so badly. She has a child with him. Like, mm-hmm. how shitty. Yeah, it's awful. And she's going to have to be involved in the child's life because it's a sibling to her child now. That's true. And Chloe, to me, I don't obviously know her personally, but she doesn't seem like the type of petty person that would be like, well, you don't get to be involved in their life. Like, she doesn't seem like that at all. So that that's a lot that you have to, like, take on as a mom, you know, man. Wrap all because your man. You won't wrap it up. And then, like, the article said, yes, I wasted time of my life reading this article. <laughs> <laughs> and you're wasting my time right now. I'm just kidding. It said that... Uh, Tristan was like, it was just sex. We did not go on dates. We did not talk. The only time we did talk was talking about what hotel we were going to meet up to fuck at, basically. And then she was like, oh, that's not true. We talked all the time. Mm. I mean, I feel like they would have been seen out in public by somebody had they like had more of a relationship than just meeting at hotels for sex. Well, that's why it was just that. Right. Because he's too public of a person. Right. So I'm going to go ahead and think that Tristan's probably telling the truth in that at least. 
is that they just met up to fuck. I don't think it, it makes it any better for Chloe. No, I don't either. But f- why would you want a relationship with a man that just wants to meet up in a hotel to fuck and then nothing else? Because now she has a baby and will be getting money from him. I guess. Come on now, Gina. I thought this was going to be our plan when we were in our 20s. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I feel bad for Chloe. She seems like a nice person. I feel bad. So there is a viral video on TikTok that's going around that some people can smell blank and others cannot. That some people can smell blank and others cannot. Some people can smell asparagus when they pee and some cannot. (laughs) Well, I was always had the pleasure of smelling your asparagus pee. You're welcome. Um, No. You want to try again? Some people can smell farts and some people cannot. Some people can smell ants. What? And other people cannot. How can you smell an ant? What do they smell like? Well, I Googled it and it turns out it's genetic quirky defect that allows some people to be able to smell ants like cilantro to some people it tastes like soap and yeah other people it tastes sure good. okay yeah so it seems like there's a lot of people who believe that it get that ants give off a scent some i i've never tried to smell an ant i have not either i was just thinking that have i ever sniffed an ant wouldn't it just go right up your nose well, I will tell you that when I was a kid and I watched The Jungle Book, do you remember that cartoon? Mm-hmm. And Blue the Bear lifts up a rock and he licks all the ants under the rock. Oh, no. I tried it when I was a little kid. No. <laughs> you know, I want to be like you. Did you eat them or spit them out? I ate it. It was just, <laughs> it was just one. <laughs> Okay, so scientific research here says that many common species of ants release pungent smells when they are in danger, squished, or otherwise dead. The most common type of ant that people find in their homes in the East Coast and in the Midwest are the odorous house ant, and when squished, they released a pheromone that smells like blue cheese. Oh, well, I like blue cheese, so... You can just, you know what, invite people over for a fancy dinner and just be like, would you like some blue cheese? And then they say yes, and you just sprinkle some squished up ants all over their salad. Yeah. Or get like a pate and put it on top of your steak. There you go. Crushed ant. Would you like a block of blue cheese or the squished ant? Hmm, I'll have some of that. (laughs) You know, I'm going to have to say that I think genetically I do not smell this. Because I have killed some ants in my life. Oh, see, you know what? This goes back to me being a kid again. Me and my sister were playing with our cars in our backyard, and there was like a bunch of ants. And I mean, we were pretty little. I was probably five. And we started running over the ants, and then they started like they formed like groups and started coming after us, and then it started raining. It's a sign. Mm-hmm. The gods were mad at us. They're coming after you. Mm-hmm. They're and- like, yeah. You want to run us over? I remember I had this little army jeep. I thought it was so cool running over these ants. And now that makes me feel awful. I mean, I think so many kids have killed bugs, though. As long as they're not animals, you're doing just fine. If it's ants, mosquitoes. Mosquitoes, yes. Flies. Even I feel like if there's a fly in my house, I try to catch it and release it. Oh, I know. I'm so weird. Not me. I'm getting the fly swatter out. I only live 24 hours anyways. You said asparagus smell so Mm -hmm. this part of the article 
talks about that a little bit too. It says that's far from the only smell compound ants produce. So it's not just the blue cheese one. Some species, including carpenter ants, spray formic acid. I guess it's a smell that smells a lot like vinegar when they feel threatened. Some people think that the ability to smell formic acid is genetic, like asparagus. Mm -hmm. And that might be why some people are more sensitive to this particular ant smell than others. Also citronella ants, they produce the citrusy scent. Trap jaw ants release a chocolatey smell when squished. So oh. this is literally something I've never I've never thought heard of. of this either. Blue cheese, citrus, chocolate. Mm-hmm. Who knew? It says the blue cheese smell is to make the ants distasteful and functions as an alarm pheromone to let other ants know that there's danger nearby. Mm. Pretty smart. Makes sense. When you ran them over, they released mm-hmm. that blue cheese yep. smell and they all came, the ants came marching one by one. Hurrah, hurrah. Whoo, <laughs> 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 yeah. Anywho. All right, well, I have one last story to share before we go into Tammy Faye. Mm. It's from Florida. You know, I love my Floridians. I'm secretly hoping one of my Florida friends, if anyone's listening, comes and kidnaps me and brings me back here in the spring. 34-year-old Patrick Florence was riding in a car that was pulled over after police say they were driving without their lights on early Saturday morning. The driver of the vehicle was arrested for police for DUI and in possession of marijuana. A search of the car uncovered a gun under Florence's seat. The deputies searched Florence and found bags of methamphetamine and cocaine where do you think they found them, Mel? On his penis. Wrapped around his penis. Yes! You said you had a dick story. We hadn't gotten to it yet. He was arrested and reported, and it was reported that he stated the package wrapped around his penis was not his. <laughs> How did that get there? Oh, my God. I, I just woke up like this, and I figured this is what I look like now. I had no idea. Oh, my God. It said that he did not say <laughs> who the drugs were or who they might belong to. They just weren't his. It wasn't me. I didn't do it. Yeah. That's like that woman who had the meth or whatever in her hair. In the, the hair, hair bow. <laughs> Come on. We worry that Florence's case might not stand up in court because, as they say, possession is nine inches of the law. <laughs> um, nine inches, huh? That's what this know. man's packing with? That's just what the article says. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Are there pictures? <laughs> this was also, where was this? Clearwater. So Pinellas oh, County, geez. which is where I live. So I really love the stories from the Pinellas County area. They just. It's not mine. This was on December 22nd, 2021, so not that long ago. Yeah, how, please, how do you try to claim that drugs wrapped around your own dick (laughs) are not yours? I wish I knew. I really wish I knew. That'd be like if I had drugs shoved up my pussy and I'm like, they're not mine. I mean, that at least is a little bit more believable because what if like the person that you had sex with just snuck them up in Yeah, there. you know, it was like just playing with your coochie-coo here. You don't know, <laughs> but like wrapped on your penis. Men touch their penis frequently throughout the day. Mm-hmm. There's no way he didn't know it was there and he damn well knows it's his. For sure. Mm-hmm. I was just holding them for somebody. <laughs> that doesn't work. It doesn't work, sir. Oh, Florida. I fucking love you, Florida. I sure do. Same. <laughs> we have to make another Florida trip this year. 
Okay. We got to go back to Disney. I'm game. Yep. On to our now true crime segment of the day, which we have switched to Tammy Faye. Yes. So Gina tells me, oh my God, have you seen <laughs> the eyes of Tammy Faye? And what, what, how did you, you know what, let me, let me go back. Into She's going to pull up the text. The text message for, for, for proof here that I'm not cuckoo. She's going to pull up the text. I She's, am. She's going to screenshot me. The eyes of Tammy Faye. It's on HBO Max. I said, was it good? You said it was interesting, LOL. It was good, exclamation point. <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, but first of all, I was thinking it was an a documentary. I've been on a documentary kick again. If you get the opportunity to, I highly recommend on HBO watching The Murders at Starved Rock. And The Eyes of Tammy Faye. And not The Eyes of Tammy Faye. (laughs) I would stay away from um, that. But I didn't really know a lot about Tammy Faye, honestly. Like, I remember I could picture her in my head. I thought she was a country singer. So that's literally going into this movie all I knew. Mm-hmm. about this well her and jim baker were avid christians and it was their idea basically to spread the word was to have this television show which they originally started with puppets and that gained some momentum and so eventually you know to make a very long story short they got their own television network uh called the ptl network praise the lord network um, and it was Jim Baker's idea uh, to have this Christian show that was kind of like uh, The Tonight Show. Like that's what he wanted, like something mm-hmm. with that kind of vibe to it to really get people to pay attention, you know. And then with that, Tammy Faye uh, would sing and, you know, she did all these like albums and stuff and she would sing on the shows. But eventually she had like her own segments on the shows where she would talk about taboo topics like penis pumps and uh, people who were gay or homosexual. Which was like taboo for the time. It was very taboo for the time. Because the, the, one, the one man who was on the show had HIV. Mm-hmm. And so she – so basically – with this too, though, you have these other people, like the people who ran the 700 Club and these other people who really were against gays and they were against, you know, like all sorts of these things that supposedly, quote unquote, the Bible says. And so you had Tammy and Jim who were like almost like advocates for people being who they are, loving people for who they are. Regardless of their sexual orientation, anything of that nature. I will say from watching this, Tammy really seemed like a really sweet person who she did. Yes. Who kind of got the raw end of the deal growing up. So the movie starts out that basically her mom had been previously married and that's how Tammy was born. And then she got divorced and then had other kids with this man and so Tammy was kind of like shunned almost because divorce back in the day was taboo. They didn't even want her going to the church because people would remember that Tammy was a product of divorce and that the mom would feel embarrassed. So Tammy wasn't even allowed in the church. Which is just disturbing to me because as a mom, like how are you putting that on your child? Like those mm-hmm. were decisions you made, not this poor little girl. It, yeah. it, I was like repulsed right away. Like the whole movie, Tammy's mom, really right up until the end when Tammy's mom passed away, she, 
She was kind of mean to Tammy. Very mean. Woman, you made these choices. You should be like protecting your child at all costs because these are the choices that you made. I mean, she was innocent in all of this. And it does seem, and I've read like these other articles too, and apparently there's a book out as well too. Now I'm not going to invest that much time in my life to read a book on this. (laughs) But apparently Tammy Faye really was a good like human um, and I think she really was oblivious to what was going on with the financials of the PTL network. Because a lot of it was donation-based. And I don't know if this is 100% true. It seemed like even when there was personal issues going on in Tammy's life, they almost like forced her to talk about her personal issues on the television show. To raise money. To raise money because mm-hmm. it got more donations. Because people would relate to whatever Tammy was going through and Tammy crying, you know, they would make fun of how like whenever Tammy cried on the on the PTL network, which was all the time, she would constantly have all that mascara running on her face because she wore like a tube of mascara on each eyelash it was like her look Mm -hmm. but that's like exploitation you know in my opinion she should have been able to have some things private but they were apparently like nope talk about it on the show because we need more donations 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 in my opinion jim baker is a fucking snake yeah i'll agree with that i mean it sounds like i mean it seemed like at least per this movie that she really was in love with Jim. Like this was like her everything and she would do anything for him. And then they end up having two children. Oh, Jim. 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 Everything was Jim. <laughs> oh, Jim. Oh, oh Jim. He, he, he. The part that I thought was really crazy too is to like Tammy becomes this singer and releases albums and she starts – getting close with Gary, who's like her producer mm-hmm. of her music, and they dry hump and her water breaks with her second kid. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the next scene is they're in the hospital and she has her baby. Gary's in the room with her and then and then Jim shows up. I'm like Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden Jim shows up, but he's like, why do I feel like this moment is clouded by you guys being mm-hmm. doing something else? Depravity. Now I don't know if Tammy actually did have a sexual relationship with Gary, I know that she had some type of relationship with him because she was extremely lonely because Jim was never around. He was he was busy getting ready to open up. A theme park. A theme park. Christian Village or something, right? Oh. Christian Village. Oh. Heritage. Heritage Village. That's Heritage. It. Heritage USA. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I even have this stuff in my brain. I'm going to have to. Heritage f- USA. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was a gigantic theme park that was open between 1978 and 1989. It was founded by Jim Baker, mostly made by donations to PTL. A 200 million mm-hmm. of PTL funds went to build that. Isn't that crazy? Then also a theme park. And it became the third most popular theme park in the world behind Disneyland and Walt Disney World, which is crazy because how have I never heard of it until watching this show? Because, well, I wasn't born yet. Yeah, but you think we would have heard of it. I don't think it, so. It, in 1989, it closed, though. We were both born by then. Yeah, but I was a kid. Yeah, that's true. As we know, I didn't even go to Disney as a kid, much that's less freaking Heritage USA. I took you as an adult. <laughs> I just can't believe I've never heard of it at all. We're both 80s babies, so yes, we would not have been taken to this park, but how have we never heard of it at least? My – how to say this without 
hurting anybody's feelings. But the people who were really on board with this, it almost felt like cult-like if you ask me. Like these were people who were like – the people who were donating all this money. Yeah. I, I don't know. Oh, what did I – I just watched something else that was really good. Oh, um, the documentary The Tiger King, the, the, the second one that came out. Did you watch that? I have not watched the second one yet. Interesting. But then there's also the documentary of Doc Antle. Oh, I saw that. It's queued on my Netflix to watch, uh-huh. but I haven't watched it yet. Have you watched it? Yes. And sorry to segue totally away from Tammy Faye to talk about this, but like... Almost like a cult it, there too. It is a cult. Yes. Because he's like into... He has more than one wife, right? It's confusing. Okay. It's weird, but he has a thing for very young women. It reminded me a lot of the Nexium cult. Oh, God. What's his name? Keith Rainier. How could we forget mm. him? I tried. I suppressed it down. So, <laughs> but, but in this guy, Doc is literally like Keith Rainier. It is, it was eerie to watch. I don't think there's that many episodes of that one, but if you get a chance to watch it, I would. I think it's an interesting I'm watch. I'm going to watch it for sure because when I watched the original Tiger King, and they showed Doc Antle's like compound mm-hmm. of all his wives and different houses. I was like, this, okay, there's something strange here. What's strange to me is how is he still out and about, first of all? That's my big thing. And then the other thing is, why is it that everybody who owns these like exotic animal places so out there? And we, yeah, I don't want to say weird, but yeah, out there. It, it's like their thought process, how they dress, mm-hmm. how like, I mean, this Doc Antle had these people just eating rice and beans. That's all that they could eat. They had to stay within a certain size. And like, this is a, this is a, full-on cult here yeah had to get breast implants and didn't like, he do this documentary to like clear his name but then it just made him look worse i think so <laughs> it definitely did because you know he kind of won in one year out the other with the tiger king and then i was like oh you know we just watched the second tiger king let's watch this other documentary and i was like what the hell is happening with these if my child wants to run away to an exotic animal refuge i will not let them unless it's the irwins uh, no. Yeah. Mm-mm. If it's some weirdos with tigers, even even Carol Baskin, she claims that she's it's a, a weirdo. It's not a refuge either. She's still making a profit off of people petting the animals. And I'm sorry, I've been to her zoo. They are not good living conditions. Okay. It's right next to a mall I used to frequent all the time in Florida. Yeah. And she's a fucking weirdo. Mm hmm. Anyways, back to Tam- back to Tammy and Jim. Well, obviously, oh Jim, oh Jim, <laughs> there was a rise and fall, a abrupt crash of the PTL network because in 1987, the revelation that her husband had used two hundred seventy nine thousand dollars of PTL money in attempt to buy the silence of twenty one year old church secretary Jessica Hahn who claimed Jim had sexually assaulted her in a Florida hotel room in 1980. And I went on from this and read the article of the Jessica Hahn tapes. Apparently, and do you remember the creepy guy who was always like trying to keep Tammy away from Jim? He was like, mm-hmm. she's busy. Brr, well, I, I thought that was Jim's boyfriend. That's how. There was allegations of that. It's he, how they made it look Yes, on the show. Almost like, because she there was this whole like, 
I don't know, three long minutes of the two men just tickling each other on the floor. Mm-hmm. And I'm well, like... Well, there was a lot of allegations that Jim coerced men into sex as well, too. I don't know how, you know, how valid those claims are. I have no idea. But he did force Jessica Hahn to have sex with him that much, you know, is pretty clear. But these tapes of what Jessica Hahn said is very actually awful. She claimed that the other guy, which I cannot remember his name. I can't either. He brought her to the hotel room first and gave her a glass of wine and told her to drink it. And after she drank the wine, she didn't feel good. Oh. And stated that she didn't feel good. And then enters Jim Baker into the room and basically, you know, coerces her to have sex with him while she's while she believes something was in that wine that she was under the influence of. I think she had even stated that she felt like she just had no control over what she was doing. That if they would have told her to walk off the balcony, she would have. Like she just felt like out of control of her own self. Um, His name was John. John. John Fletcher. So basically that happened and then they paid her to keep silent with donation money, which – Duh, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. And he was originally sentenced to 45 years in prison. Um, I believe it was reduced to like eight years, something like that. Tammy Faye did divorce him while he was in prison. Um, and she did remarry. She remarried um, someone from that group, though. Someone from the religious group of the PTL. Roe Messner, mm-hmm. who was a property developer. Yep, for the park, correct? Yeah. Uh, churches, mega churches. Uh, he helped with Heritage USA in 78. So he was involved like in the network, just not in a way that Jim Baker was. And then... Oh, this is crazy. If you Wikipedia Roe Messner, so her husband, um, her second husband, it said he reportedly played a behind-the-scenes role in the downfall of the PTL. He was reportedly the person who produced the money for the $265,000 payment to Jessica Hahn. Weird. I wonder why Tammy would be okay with that. I mean, none of this is discussed in the movie. No, I did a lot of research afterwards because... You know, some of you out there might be thinking, who, who would give Jim Baker money? Well, I can tell you that I have a basement full of Jim Baker survivalist food right now. Because you're a fan? (laughs) Nope. It was not purchased by me. It was purchased by my first husband's dad. So my oldest daughter's grandpa, Uh, he... I believe was one of those people that donated. He had to have donated to the Jim Baker show Mm -hmm. for sure. He had to have. But we opened these boxes because he kept sending us boxes and boxes of survival food. So they're just like packs of dehydrated food. And I was like, where is he getting this from? And books, how to survive the apocalypse. Like it says how to prepare your house, like all this stuff. And I found a receipt in one of these things and it was from the Jim Baker show. (laughs) And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So I came across this article (laughs) because I was like, what the hell else is this man selling these days? Mm -hmm. There was an article where we tried to, televangelist Jim Baker's survival food. And of course, they said it's terrible. It's overpriced. It's 
disgusting, which to be fair, I have not ever tried the survivalist food. What? Do you still have some? Oh, 100%. Bring some over. We'll record it. Boxes of it. (laughs) So it's terrible. And then I was like, in in reading these articles of (laughs) what fucking shit Jim Baker sells. So he was recently, and this happened last year. Last year. He had to pay $156,000 to settle a case because he was selling a fake COVID cure. Oh, my God. Come on. <laughs> he was what? ordered to pay $156,000 in restitution to viewers of his religious talk show who were convinced into purchasing a fake COVID cure during the early stage of the, of the pandemic. <laughs> just, I'm sorry. I can't believe. I People are believe still giving him money. That this fucking man is still allowed to be selling dumb shit on TV, A, and B, that people are still giving him money. Um, he was selling silver solution. Uh, Which is, <laughs> is that colloidal or whatever they Colloidal silver, I believe. Mm-hmm. In February and March of 2020, Baker and his company Morningside Church Productions uh, are also banned in the settlement from advertising of selling the silver <laughs> solution product to diagnose, prevent, mitigate, treat, or cure any disease or illness. Duh. This man will do anything to make a profit off of people. I don't understand how people cannot see that. I mean, I just, like, how are people still, like, after you find out this man got sentenced for how long for fraudulent funneling of money that you're just like, yeah, I mean, I still believe in him. Let's just give him more money. Yeah. I mean, even all the things that he was caught doing, raping a woman, paying her money to keep her quiet, extorting all this money, you know, how is any of this quote unquote Christian too? I mean, to each their own as far as religious beliefs. Yeah, for sure. I think it, whatever you believe in, as long as it resonates to you and it makes you feel good and it gets you through the day, if you're having a hard day, then I think that that's a religion that's good for you. I think religion is a very personal thing for everybody. Mm-hmm. But this man is supposed to be a Christian, right? So how are you a Christian and saying it's it's all right what this guy is doing? Like if he's repeatedly doing it. It's not like he did it one time and you're like, okay, forgive him. He keeps doing it, this shit, over and over and over. I like, mean, even paying somebody $279,000 or whatever it was is one – that's a huge chunk of money that basically came out of your pocket, much less it being the $279 million. Right. It's, it was – crazy in that aspect yeah the things he did was truly selfish and sick and he used donation money from people who really were good people who wanted to believe right to do so so in my opinion that makes you a bad person yeah for sure i mean you're a fraud yeah you're snake oil salesman i'm like how are people still giving this man money well i'm glad that he has to pay restitution to get people their money back that he's trying to sell this fake covid cure to like he, he's using a pandemic even to make money. Yeah. Like, he's a fucking snake. So her her second husband, John, he also ended up getting sentenced to 27 months in prison because he had bankruptcy fraud as well. Uh, he owed nearly 300 excuse me, $30 million to over 300 creditors in 1990. Jeez. He had prostate cancer and he couldn't pay it, I guess. And he served that time. 
There's also other crazy things that happened. Um, she was diagnosed later on with colon cancer. Yeah, she fought colon cancer for 11 years. Funny things about it, um, she played Mimi's mom on the Drew Carey show. Did you ever watch that show? No. I did because Mimi was known for like this shit ton of makeup on her face. Mm -hmm. So it's funny knowing that Tammy was her mom on that. She was on the second season of The Surreal Life on VH1. Now I watched... I did not know that. Yeah, and it's funny because I watched this season and I don't remember her, but because like Vanilla Ice was on it, Ron Jeremy. So that was pretty funny to me to like find that out. I wonder what she what she did on the season. Yeah, I would have to go back and like watch and find out. Overall, I would not say in my opinion that you need to watch this movie. I feel like it was two hours and eight minutes long. It could have been an hour, honestly. There I was enjoyed it. <laughs> too much uh, singing and all that stuff. It was produced well. Jessica Chastain, her acting was phenomenal. If you ask me, the little girl who played Tammy, her acting was impeccable. So good. So it was like interesting, but it, to me it was just too much. There is a documentary, same name. I haven't seen that. I probably won't <laughs> after watching this movie. I will. I get, once I get in it, I get in it. I'm sorry. I also found an article. <laughs> Other shit Jim Baker is selling. 28-ounce Warfare water bottles, which he says filter out contaminants. Viewers can buy a half a dozen for $150. Don't want that? You could opt out for the Tasty Pantry Deluxe Bucket for $175, a Prepper's Food Service Delight, with acclaimed 374 servings of fettuccine Alfredo, mac and cheese, and boasting a 30-year shelf life, which I believe I have in my basement. Wow. He said it's the best food offer in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and your your ex-father-in-law fell for it. Oh, man. God. Do you think he's actually eaten any of it or he keeps it all just in case? He's one of those doomsday preppers. So I think he's he truly believes the apocalypse is coming. Can you imagine if you have all this food prep done and then something really happens and you have to start eating it and it just like you open up a can and it's empty? Oh, God. Like, could you imagine like if it's just a bunch of bullshit? If there's nothing in there. Like air comes out. I mean, there are those people that, you know, really believe the apocalypse is coming. And I think that's who Jim Baker is preying on. I feel like if the apocalypse is going to happen, everybody's going to die, whether you're underground or not. Yeah, and whether you have Jim Baker's survival kits or not. Those canteens. $150 bottles of water. Oh, my God. Well. Well, it was an interesting documentary. It was not a documentary. It was a movie. A movie. It was like a movie that was portrayed like a documentary. Okay. If there's a documentary out there, I'll watch every single one of them. Well, next time, I'm not probably going to watch it. If you <laughs> if you say it was good with an exclamation point, there is – chances are – You know, I said it was interesting first. Yeah, but, but, before I said but it was good. interesting, like the murders at Starved Rock, that's interesting. It's really interesting and it's good. So using those adjectives, I think – 
was trusting you. You like Jessica Chastain, so. I love her. She's one of my girl crushes for sure. I liked her in It, Chapter 2. I just watched Miss Sloan that she was in. She's a, she's a very beautiful woman. You know what I'm watching on Netflix now? I'm watching um, a docu-series about uh, the torso killer of, in New York City. I have that. Um, it's definitely one of the ones I'll be watching next. I watched the first episode. So far, it's pretty good. It talks about how like the peep shows began in New York City mm. and just kind of that whole sex scene and sex workers, how that really became like a big thing and how dangerous it was to be a sex worker in those times. Yeah. See, what was I just watching? Um, maybe it was Miss Sloan and because she has, she hires a male sex worker for herself. And I just, I don't understand why sex work is illegal. I don't understand it because like if somebody's willing to if it's two willing parties yeah yeah and i feel like if it was legal it would be safer for people yeah and the only thing i can think of is is that there's not an easy enough way for the government to get their hands on some of the money maybe but i feel like anybody who does sex work it's probably a very scary sort of environment to be in and you always probably have to have your guard up yeah even today i feel Mm -hmm. like even today if you're in the sex work industry it's still probably very scary yeah because people are just as fucked up now you know if not maybe some people a little bit more i was watching this documentary and one of the things a woman says was as soon as a man pays you for sex he feels like he is entitled to do whatever he wants to with you. And it's like, yeah, I feel like maybe that is like a very scary aspect of it. Yeah. There has to be some boundaries drawn because just because they, you, you've you accepted money for them for sex does not mean they can do whatever they want to mm-hmm. you. Right. I don't know. It's I haven't done it. I know people who have hired sex workers, and I'm just like, if that's going to keep you from doing something awful, like raping somebody just so you can get your fix, not saying that the people I know who've done it are that type of person, but I just, I don't see what the problem is really with it. If it's two consensual people doing yeah, it, right? Yeah, exactly. Like if it's being done well, and I feel like if, I'm sure people would feel differently, but like if there's a way that it could be more contained controlled whatever i feel like it would be safer for the sex workers themselves but it's crazy yeah, well, so, so far it's good i watched the first episode i started to fall asleep during the second one but and then you have to watch the murders at starved rock and let me know what you think is that netflix too mm-hmm. okay no i'm sorry hbo oh well i have that too but it's only three episodes it's really good like really good not like not it's like interesting. It's 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 very interesting. <laughs> if I ever tell you something's interesting first, you're gonna be like, Yeah, I'm not watching nope. it. <laughs> I'll read the reviews first online. But no, it's definitely an interesting case of this guy named Chester Weger who gets accused and convicted of murdering three women at this basically like national park. And it's really good. There's a the the man this the man who's the main kind of like narrator his dad was the prosecutor i believe and he wants to know the truth whether he like if chester really had done it or not it's very good i'll have to watch it i love a good crime Mm -hmm. show yeah crime show crime doc i love them all so next week i personally feel like we should do another mixed bag of knots because i still have so many 
emails and stuff that we to have get to get through. to because yeah. we were on such a long hiatus. Sorry for that. My apologies. It's my fault. You can blame me. You can... It's okay. We love you, Mel. Thank you. But if you have any topic ideas or you have any stories you want to send in, anything like that, true crime ideas that we should cover, you can send in your emails to blondemomentspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can slide in our DMs. Ooh. Singing like Tammy Faye today. I, I was just going <laughs> to say that. I was channeling my Tammy Faye. Oh, Jem. Oh, Jem. I will end. Oh, Mel. I will end with a blonde joke. <laughs> Once there was a magical mirror. Okay, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Once there was a magical mirror, when you told the truth, it gave you things. But if you lie to it, it makes you vanish forever. One day, three college girls went to the mirror. The redhead said, I think I'm the smartest one. Then she got a diploma, scholarship, and got accepted into all the colleges in the world. The brunette then said, I think I'm the prettiest one. Then she got a Corvette, mansion, a good-looking boyfriend, and a lot of money. Then the blonde said, I think, poof. Then she suddenly disappeared forever. <laughs> wow. <laughs>